Okay, well, welcome to week four of General Psychology Psych 150. Uh, let's see, this is week four of our eight-week summer session, uh, but I just want to point out to you, just to be clear, that you don't have a uh, midterm for this course. Um, I'm not giving you a midterm because I've, I'm giving you so many um, uh, quizzes, quiz on each chapter. Uh, we will have a final exam at the end of the course, but you don't have a midterm exam to do. Uh, the topic for this week is Sensation and Perception, uh, Chapter 5, uh, and it's a good one. Uh, your textbook does a particularly good job with this chapter. Uh, there are some really good um, graphics uh, to show and explain things in this chapter. Now, um, <clears throat> the first thing to pay attention to in this chapter is, um, you know, what is the difference between sensation and perception? Uh, and that distinction is important, and, uh, and so you have to understand that in order to make sense out of anything else in this chapter. And the basic distinction is that sensation is what happens in your sense organs, and perception happens in your brain. Uh, sensation is all about taking some form of stimulus from the outside world, whether that be light or sound or temperature or pressure or something like that, and converting it by a process called transduction uh, into a neural impulse. And that's what our sensory receptors do. Sensory receptors uh, being cells like uh, um, uh, taste buds and olfactory receptors and rods and cones in your eye and uh, pressure receptors and a lot of different things like that that are specialized for different kinds of stimuli right, <clears throat> to detect them. Um, perception is what happens when that information gets to your brain. Uh, your brain's got to be able to make sense out of that information. Because if you think about it, all that information that's coming into the brain is not in the form of light and sound and pressure and temperature. It's in the, sound of, it's in the form of neural impulses, and the brain's got to essentially decode those neural impulses um, to make sense out of them, to see what they mean. And um, <clears throat> so perception is the main reason why you find a chapter like this in a psychology textbook. Um, you see, uh, this chapter really builds on some things that we started with uh, in previous chapters on the brain and nervous system and how they work. Um, because essentially, if you think about it, uh, perception, uh, well, uh, let me put it this way. A, a lot of what we know about how the brain um, processes information comes from studies of perception where experimenters are able to present certain kinds of stimuli to people or animals and um, get some idea of how that's being represented in the person or animal's brain, right? And that's allowed us to see how some things in the brain are organized and how the brain connects and processes uh, some information. Um, sensation is a really important topic uh, here, sensation and perception, because um, really what this has to do with is everything that amounts to input into the human brain. Um, uh, anything that, um, any information that's going to be going into the brain is sensory information. And so on that note, I'd like to point out that, you know, people will sometimes say that, you know, human beings have five senses. Well, we really have a lot more than that. Um, I think uh, it's more like maybe 11 or something like that. Um, but there's a lot of different kinds of information. What people usually miss in counting five senses is um, internal body senses, uh, that those internal body senses like um, proprioception and kinesthesia uh, about movement of the body and position of the body in three-dimensional space. Those are really important uh, sources of information into the brain. The other thing that um, people often miss when they count up the senses and get to five 
is that um, the skin senses are uh, actually, there's a lot of them, uh, and people usually kind of lump them all together as a sense of touch. But neurologically, uh, they're broken down into different kinds of senses. It's different kind of receptors that respond to heat and cold and pressure and light touch uh, and um, uh, pain, right? And so those are actually different kinds of receptors handled by different systems. And so we actually have a lot of information that's coming into the brain. And then um, in this chapter, then, you'll also see some examples of where our perceptual system can be fooled. Uh, particularly, uh, you know, the chapter gives you some examples of visual illusions. And um, visual illusions are, you know, interesting just because they're interesting, I guess. But, but really the reason that they're in here is that um, a visual illusion amounts to a misperception of some sensory information. So essentially your sense, sense system, if we're talking about your sight and visual illusions, uh, uh, detects that information correctly, sends it to the brain, and something about that information fools the brain into thinking that things are bigger than they are, or smaller, or different colors, or things are moving when they're really not. Now, the reason that's important is because what that amounts to is uh, an illustration of a perceptual error. Uh, and so kind of building on some things that we saw in an earlier chapter of where if we can look at little kids and the kinds of errors they make in trying to solve cognitive kinds of problems, we can backtrack and figure out how they must have reached those conclusions and how they're really thinking, right? How their thinking is working. And so we get a similar kind of thing here with visual illusions and other kinds of sensory illusions too, that we can see that, okay, if the brain misperceived this, why? And uh, what is the brain, how is the brain organizing this information that it, um, that it came to be, um, uh, came to misperceive it, right? So, so visual illusions, and again, any kind of sensory illusion, but visual illusions can actually be very instructive to tell us about how normal everyday perception works, uh, <clears throat> uh, how your brain makes sense out of that, all that information. All right, um, uh, let's see. Um, so I think you're going to enjoy this chapter. Um, it's a good one. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention to you is that uh, you really should be working on your um, written assignment that was presented in the uh, week two folder. Uh, I see that a lot of people haven't even opened that assignment to see what their questions are. And that's due, you know, I mean, I guess when you're hearing this, it's going to be due in a little less than two weeks. Uh, and so that is your major written assignment for the semester. So um, uh, uh, so I would um, definitely get on that. Uh, open up your uh, questions and see what those questions are and start looking for how you're going to answer those questions. I'll go ahead and tell you that next week's uh, chapter, we're only doing one chapter next week also in week five, uh, but it's a more difficult chapter. Uh, and um, so you may have less time than to work on the... Uh, writing assignment then. So this is probably a good week to do it. Um, okay, uh, let me know if you have any questions. Um, uh, I can certainly record a particular podcast if there's a topic, uh, a particular topic that, um, that you want to know more about or you're having trouble with, or, you know, ask questions on the discussion board. Okay.